Hi, I'm Hannah Sparrow. As a behavior analyst, I'm here to connect the science of behavior to everyday life. Join me as I reveal the secrets of why we do what we do and give you tools for how to change habits. Welcome back. Today, per request, I want to talk about something for residential group home staff, administrators, and licensees. All my people out there. (laughs) And this was a request to talk about what is client-centered or client-based services? Because you would say, well, we have a wonderful home for our residents. We set up activities. We have their meals. They're healthy. The difference with client-centered is that you're going to put a spin on that and you might have to do things a little bit differently in order to take the individual's needs, wants into consideration a little bit more. And it's not to say that you don't already. It's just doing things a little bit differently. So let me give you some stories. I had a home who had a new resident who was 18 and the staff were saying, he's not wanting to leave and go on outings with us. And he's not wanting to talk to us. He just wants to stay in his room. He won't interact with us at all. So in that sense, that's the home's value, which I do agree. We all need social interaction. Well, why was this specific person not interacting? Well, I started reading through his papers. And get this, so he moved into the home maybe around January, February-ish, and several months before, in November, he turned 18. Around the day of his birthday, he was sitting in a building outside of his house, like a, a separate, I don't know if it was like a separate trailer on the property or something like that. His mom was gone, and his mom's fiance and his friend were inside the house, and he was minding his own business in the separate trailer, but he could hear the guys start arguing. He calls his brother, who's in another state. He's in Nevada. His brother's in California. He's scared. He's worried. He hangs up, and at some point, either on the call or after he hangs up, he hears a gunshot. At some point, somebody has called 911, and the cops arrive. He has not left the house or the trailer that he's in. Later that day, his mom says, I'm taking you to the hospital because you're not listening. He complies and gets in the car. And on the way, he tries to jump out because he doesn't want to be left at the hospital. His mom says that he attempted to jump out of the car while it was moving on the highway. He said he got out while at the stop sign and she pulled him back into the car. They get to the hospital. The hospital admits him because his mom says he's attempting suicide, jumping out on the highway. He says that's not the story, but they admit him anyways. He just turned 18. His funding to her just ended. She signs all the papers and says he's an adult. He takes care of himself. She leaves him at the hospital. Same day he witnessed this shooting. His brother somehow finds out that he's in a hospital somewhere in Nevada. His brother calls hospital after hospital to get him and then finally figures out where he's at, drives all the way from Northern California to Las Vegas area to get his brother and brings him to live with him and his aunt. Several months later, he moves into a residential group home for the first time. Now, likely he's lived many years on his own. Another thing that he tends to do, the staff said, is he triggers with yelling. Who knows what his life has been for these 18 years with someone who would drop him off at the hospital. He's not the type of person that's probably just going to open up to new staff. He has just witnessed and experienced things that will cause trauma, and that's going to lead to distrust. 
when someone does not trust, if that internal feeling is not there, that internal behavior as well, they will not open up to other people. So when staff say we want him to engage with us, have they stepped in his shoes and realized he just got left at a hospital by his mom and witnessed a murder? I don't know about you, but I don't know if I would want to talk to anybody right away. (laughs) The point in this story, I do think the staff have the opportunity to help rebuild that trust and show him that people actually care, but it will take time and you'll need to think through his lens and see the world the way he sees it. And that's the only way you can start doing client-centered treatment. You have to look at the world through his or her eyes. I have another situation, true story, where my 20-year-old resident that I work with is getting a phone and the residential group home staff are very worried about her going to inappropriate sites. Well, she's in her 20s. Should she have the right to go to any site she wants? Technically, because she's a full-grown adult, full autonomy. But the home is very worried about her doing it. Well, here's the thing. She's going to do it anyways. But her understanding of the world is very young. It's more like a a young adolescent, probably preteen type of perspective, if not even younger. And so I remember talking to the administrator. I said, look, she's going to go to these sites anyways. Why don't we show her what's appropriate and what's not to give her the information to make informed decisions? Because if she doesn't know, how is she going to know what decision to even make? Kind of like when we have our own kids and we're like, we don't want them to do this, right? (laughs) They should not talk to me this way. They should not act this way. But when they're your clients in the home, yes, they should follow the rules in the home and they should be kept safe and healthy and happy. And I think that happy key is where the client centered needs to be focused. Because if your client is getting all that they need out of the life and they have understanding people around them, they're going to open up. They're going to trust. I've seen this happen with some of my residents and staff where the residents are suddenly saying things they've never said before. And it's opening a world of opportunity for us to say, oh, I didn't even know you needed this. I did not even know you wanted this. Let's give this to you in an appropriate way. So in sum, from my perspective, client-centered services are looking at the world through your client's eyes based on what do they know, what are they capable of, what are their preferences. Just like if we were caring for someone close to us, we would want them to be cared for in a way that makes them happiest, but also gives them the opportunity to thrive and become who they potentially could be. And as staff in a residential group home, you have an amazing opportunity to grow someone's view of the world, experiences in life, and have a more fulfilled outcome day to day. Thanks for listening to Sparrow. Listen again on Mondays and Fridays for more Behavior Talk. And in the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And you can follow me on my socials at Sparrow and HannahSparrow.org. But the most important is I would love to hear your messages because I want to hear what topics you want talked about. <laughs>